0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. I'm Steve Vandegraff, and I'm stoked to be your host today. For those joining us for the first time, welcome. Our mission at the Lifestyle Practice is to help dentists build a practice that allows them to lead a better, more purposeful life. We do this in a few ways obviously, through this podcast, sharing content each week, we do it through our online business course, the Lifestyle Practice Academy. We do it with mastermind group coaching, and especially with one-on-one coaching. We work with some of the most successful practices in the country, and we'd love to help take your practice to the next level. Connect with us to learn more about coaching by clicking the links in the show notes of this podcast, or you can just visit our website, thelifestylepractice.com. I'm really excited to talk to you guys today. This is a short message, but hopefully one that will really motivate you. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're part of the TLP community, I already know something about you and that is you do not want to take the traditional path and be a regular dentist and just have an average life. No, if you're listening to this, you want to be something different and you're taking an uncommon path. So just a heads up and maybe you've already experienced this, but when you do things differently than everybody else, you will almost immediately encounter naysayers and haters and criticism. Anytime you try to do something special, you will become a threat or an envy to some people, and you will always face pushback. My message for you today is to not be held down by your critics. Don't look back. Don't second guess yourself because of somebody else's opinion of what they think you should do. Instead embrace the fact that you want to be different and that's okay. You'll find critics everywhere. You'll get pushback from those you lead and even people close to you, like your family or friends may not really understand you, but that's okay. I'm going to share a couple examples from myself and from my partners and from other dentists to kind of highlight this starting way back early. I'm going to give a shout out to the dental student listeners. I remember when I was in dental school, I remember when I was in dental school, there were a group of really serious students, there were some partiers, and then there was just a lot of people in the middle just getting by. I was not smart enough to be a gunner and get great grades and be at the top of my class, but I did work very hard to go beyond just the requirements to get by, and I really wanted to gain experience and get an ROI out of dental school. I did a few surgical externships and I spent a lot of time helping in the surgery department. I networked with a lot of other students and with some school schedulers and tried really hard to get extra clinical experience. I ended up being able to do a lot more than the standard requirements. Um, specifically in surgery, I did dozens of full impacted wisdom tooth cases and lots of implants while I was in dental school. At the time, some people didn't like me doing this. I got called a nerd. And that's probably fair. Um, A professor or two were probably pretty annoyed by me. And and I remember a surgical resident who spoke really negatively about me to other people. You know, that didn't really feel good. But I wasn't there to just check boxes or to please other people. I wanted to get the most out of this experience and come out of school ready to go. I ended up purchasing a practice right out of school and surgery has been a large part of my office's production for several years. So yeah, I was the brunt of some jokes and maybe some gossip, but you know, it really didn't matter. I felt like putting in that work, even though it was different, it really jumpstarted me into ownership and I could do a lot of dentistry right out of the gate rather than, you know, waiting a couple years of practicing. So that's kind of one example of this. Another one, while I'm talking about school, it reminds me of my partner, Derek. We went to dental school together. And he missed school a handful of times to go to dental business seminars. I remember the dean of the clinic approached him and told him to stop doing this, to not miss anything. Uh, Derek explained what he, was, what he was doing and why he was doing it. And she told him, no, stop. You can't be worried about those things yet. You know That comes later. And it's really funny to think about that criticism to look where Derek is now And understand that has not aged very well. I remember that same year in dental school, going from banker to banker, trying to get someone to give me a loan to buy a practice while I was a student. Many people wouldn't respond. Most others basically said, no, you're crazy. Come back after a couple years. But I'm so glad I didn't listen to the naysayers because I love where I'm at now. You can hear the story of Matt's startup in earlier podcasts, but he found himself as a new dentist months into a lease space, putting together a build out for his startup. And it would have been easy to say, to see all that and say, this guy must be crazy. What is he doing? But again, look at him. Now his practice took off and he's in an incredible position. So, so those are some bigger examples to look back on and, and, and see where you were facing criticism, but really you're going to face smaller opposition all the time. And this can come from a lot of places. A lot of our coaching clients are doctors acquiring their first practice often from an older selling dentist who over the years has just slowed down. And it's very common for the new owners growing this practice to face a lot of pushback from staff who have done it one way, usually the wrong way for many years. A dentist I'm working with right now recently in a call shared with me how it seemed like each one of his team members had a problem with everything he was trying to do, the front desk just wasn't comfortable collecting money up front An older assistant didn't trust him because, because the older dentist didn't do this many crowns like this, the hygienist in his practice had a revolt against him when he shortened their two hour hygiene appointments. He said, it seemed like he was just pushing everybody on the team up the hill. And that's really how it is. You know, you'll also get this from patients. For example, if you value your work and you have high fees, some people are not going to like it and they'll tell you if you say no to bad treatment plans and stick to your standards, some patients will not like it. When you start to schedule your practice around your life, some patients most no, but some will get upset. A client texted me the other day, a message that he got from a patient. This lady was just really aggressively attacking him because he no longer had appointments after 4 PM anymore. And she threatened to take her family elsewhere, but you know, he was prioritizing his family by getting home earlier. She was the type of patient that can definitely go to another office. If you work to accommodate everybody else's schedule, if you live to appease other people's opinions, there's not going to be any of you left. In all these examples, just accept it. If you try to do something special, and live an uncommon life, you'll have people push back against you. People will misunderstand and even criticize you, and that is okay. Teddy Roosevelt, in his Man in the Arena quote, It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles. The credit belongs to the man, or the woman who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, but who actually strives to do the deeds, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither knew victory nor defeat. You and I want to be the person in the arena, winning or even losing, but not paying heed to what other people have to say. Once you accept the fact that critics and pushback are a part of the territory, what do you do with it? One way is to let it fuel you. Use the criticism as a motivation. Tim Grover's book, Relentless, talks about taking a dark side mentality and proving people wrong michael jordan in his hall of fame speech a few years ago he called out a high school coach from like 30 or 40 years ago for not starting him in high school so you can let it put a fire under you like that and then show them who's right in the end that's one way to do it um personally i'd recommend uh really a different mindset though you don't have to prove anybody wrong because it's not a debate or a contest yes you'll face negativity, but just really focus on yourself. Get excited about the life you're creating for you and your family and just let that be your motivation. It should drive you enough. It's uh, an abundance view rather than a resentment feeling. If somebody doesn't like what you're doing, maybe they're in a different place and that's okay. Dale Carnegie said, any fool can criticize, complain and condemn. And most fools do but it takes character and self-control to be understanding and forgiving. So whether you're taking an ambitious path professionally or just in life, you're doing things different than others. As you become unaffected by the criticism of those who don't really have your best interests at heart, you start to be more free, more comfortable with yourself. You'll feel confident and those things will make you more happy. So reach for what you want and don't let the haters slow you down. You know how to reach us, Steve, Matt, Derek, or Justin at the thelifestylepractice.com and have a great week.